make sure my thing's on. Yeah, my thing's as it's on. Breaker, breaker. I'm good. I heard that last week I would cut in and out and I'll try to move my head less. Is that okay, everybody? Can you hear me? Honk your horn if you can hear me. Okay, it's good. I've gotten word uh, that there's going to be some kind of parade protesting Costa Mesa High School opening at 1030. So just a heads up, uh, we might hear some horns in the middle of this service, but we'll just pretend they're praising the Lord too, right? I think that's a good idea. This is our third drive-in. It looks like there's more people than last week, which is excellent. I'm going to take a picture. Hold on, everybody. By smile. I'm just kidding because you can't really see in the cars. Yeah, wait for Malia to sit down. Okay, thank you. Perfect. Excellent. Well, this is the third drive-in worship service at Presbyterian Church of the Costa Mesa. Church of the Covenant, that's what it is. You know, it started as the Costa Mesa. But uh, it's our 60th anniversary year, and we're going to give little tidbits, as, uh, celebrate a little bit every, every week. And uh, the brief moment from history this morning, musical worship has always been important to our church, even since the beginning. For the first worship service at the fairgrounds 60 years ago, four people planned to sing in a quartet, but 15 people showed up for rehearsal. So that was the beginning of our choir. We didn't have any sheet music. Is that a car alarm or somebody's really excited? Uh, that's, that's kind of fun. Uh, we didn't have any sheet music or choir robes, but churches from Anaheim and La Habra Hills donated extras to get us started. That first year, two of our high school students, Catherine Collins and Vicki Kidder, took turns playing the piano for services. I think that uh, naturally leads into, if you want to help in the worship team in any way, shape, or form, get a hold of Danny, um, and we'll see if we can do some, you know. Um, got a couple of other announcements. We're still trying to work out all the kinks, and each week we're trying to get better. And um, I'm informed that this week there are baskets at the stations. Did anybody come in through a station and see a basket? Honk if you did. No, there's no baskets? We'll work that out. Somebody get a basket at each one and tithes and offerings, put them in the basket on your way out. Um, also, please continue to pray for us as leaders. Just as, uh, as we're in the middle of this COVID-19 and the world is experiencing stuff it's never experienced before, we're having to make some interesting decisions. So please continue to pray for your session, your deacons and your elders, um, as we move forward. And if I haven't said so already, I'm really glad you're here. It looks like it's going to be another gorgeous Sunday. And uh, we get to gather here right now to worship our Lord in spirit and in truth. Our call to worship this morning um, comes from Psalm 105. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. 
tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Let's sing of the wonders of God uh, with the lyrics on the back of your bulletins. Y'all know this really well. Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and sky, the heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord on high, God of wonders beyond our galaxy. You are holy, holy, universe declares your majesty. You are holy, holy, Lord of heaven and earth, Lord of heaven and earth.
Good morning. How many of you like to eat? Me. What is your favorite thing to eat? If I was asking Ev, she would respond with fruit. But if I said treat, she would probably say chocolate. So what if every morning you could open your front door and walk out into the yard and pick your favorite food? And you could eat everything that was in your yard. Wouldn't that be great? We read in the Bible about a time when something almost exactly like that happened. God's people, the Israelites, had been held as prisoners in Egypt for many years. When they were finally freed and left Egypt, they were looking for the land that God had promised them. After they had been wandering around lost in the desert for a couple of months, the people started to grumble and complain against their leaders, Moses and his brother Aaron. Aaron. We had it better when we were in Egypt, they complained. At least we had plenty to eat. God, you have brought us out here in the desert to starve us to death. God heard the people complaining and told Moses that in the evening he would send birds called quail to cover the camp so that the people would have meat to eat. Not only that, but in the morning, after the dew was gone, there would be manna on the ground for everyone to eat. All they had to do was go out, pick it up, and eat it. Why did God do this for those grumblers and complainers? He did it so that they would know that he loved them and that he would take care of them. God hadn't brought them out of Egypt to let them starve in the desert. God was going to see to it that they made it to the land which he had promised them. Sometimes you and I grumble and complain, don't we? We forget that God loves us and that he provides us with everything that we need. Instead of grumbling and complaining, we can say, thank you, God. So let's do that right now. Thank you, God. <laughs> Pray with me. Dear God, sometimes we grumble and complain. And when we do, help us remember that every good thing we have comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, I like to invite the children and youth to uh, leave their vehicles if they are in there. Or if they're here at the gate, we'll be uh, going to our classes. Thank you. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Standing on that promise, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. Eternal God, in whom we live and move and have our being, whose face is hidden from us by our sins and whose mercy we forget in the blindness of our hearts, Cleanse us from our offenses and deliver us from our proud thoughts and vain desires that with reverent and humble hearts we may draw near to you, confessing our faults, confiding in your grace, and finding in you our refuge and strength through Jesus Christ, your Son. Hear the good news, friends. Who is in a position to condemn us? Only Christ, and Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. The new life has begun. Know that you, we, are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Hey, let's sing the doxology. Shall we sing the doxology? 
If you want to sing the doxology, honk your horns. That's my first horn honk. All right. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. All together, amen. Amen. That's wonderful. We're in the series based on the website, blesseveryhome.com. And it's a website that I highly recommend you log on to. And you give them your email address. They email you neighbors' names and scripture verses to pray over them. And um, we're starting with pray. We're going to, we're studying, we're digging deep into God's word this month of September into how do we pray for our neighbors? How do we pray for the places that God places places us? Um, And then we're going to move in October to how do we care? How do we enlarge in our hearts to love the people that God puts in our paths? And then we're going to move on to how do we share? How do we share our lives? How do we share our stories? How do we share the good news of Jesus the Christ risen from the dead with our neighbors and the people that God places in our path? And we've learned so far that Jesus prays for us and he prays for us in the midst of our neighbors. And then last week it was a challenge. It was a challenge to, as we're praying for our neighbors, recognize that the people to our right and t- people to our left are, are seen by God as children just as much as you and I are. And we are to forgive as we've been forgiven. This week, this Sunday, we're, we're, we're studying Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. Um, and I want to note that this passage is one of the lectionary texts for Christ the King Sunday, which is coming up. I picked another text. I picked the gospel text. But this is just to give you an inclination of the heart of this Bible text that we're about to look at. It's about Christ being king of everything. Um, And Paul, writing this letter to Ephesus, you'll quickly see he kind of likes these folk. It's, it's, it's a glorious day, right? I just look it out and there's more people than the last time. And this keeps growing and thank you for inviting your neighbors, inviting your friends, and thank you for coming back this morning. Um, I want to offer up a word of prayer as I lead us through this text. God, I just, I praise you for this glorious, glorious morning. You are a wonderful God. And I pray that you would speak through me this morning yet again. And may my words fall to the floor and may words that come from you through me penetrate the hardest of hearts, even my own. 
And all God's people said, Amen. We're going to open our Bibles up to Ephesians chapter 1. And I'm going to start reading in verse 15. Paul writes this. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you. As I remember you in my prayers, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the, the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised from the dead when he when he raised from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and a power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the age to come and he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Notice in verse 15 and 16, we move into this text, and he's talking to the people of Ephesus, but he could quite easily be talking to us here right now this morning. I've heard of your faith. I've heard how you've taken what God has told you and applied it into your life. I've heard how God is blessing others as he has blessed you through you. Last week, I challenged. Do you remember? Was anybody here last week? Good. Good. There's one. Ed was here. I saw him. Uh, I challenged. It was a challenge. And remember I said, some, some days you come and you, and, you, and you get challenged. Sometimes you get, come and be healed. This morning, you come and receive. Because I, I've talked to several people over this past week about my sermon last week. And our inclinations, and this is me too, this, I throw myself in this. When I'm told, forgive as you've been forgiven, my mind automatically jumps to the people that are really hard for me to forgive. And I start to think of how I can forgive them. This morning, I want us to stop and... Do you remember, anybody Star Wars fans? Remember, we watched Rogue One here on the grass. And Rogue One is a prequel to Episode 4, Reason for Hope, which is the, actually the first one that came out in 79. 
And it's based on the one sentence in that first one where Luke is given the plans to the Death Star and somebody says, it costs a lot of people's lives for you to get these plans of the Death Star so you could take down the Death Star. Any Star Wars fans, I'm, 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 I'm thrilled you're here. Anyone non-Star Wars fans, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm going off that one sentence and we're just laying into that. As you've been forgiven... We're type A people, you know? We want to forgive people as we've been forgiven. I'm reining us in and saying, as we've been forgiven, let's sit here. Let's receive this morning this prayer from Paul the Apostle to you and I. What's his prayer? He says, I pray. I pray that you'd be given the spirit of wisdom. I pray that you'd be given the Holy Spirit. You can sum that up. And I pray that you'd be given the power, the same power, he says in other places, that raised Jesus from the dead. I pray that the Holy Spirit would reign and flow through you. What for? Why? So that the, the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. My wife being the English major, this was her favorite part of the text. We were talking about this text a couple days ago. And she was saying, Paul can help but get poetic on us. Use his mastery of language and encourage us and give us visual imagery. Imagine him praying for you right now, this Sunday, that your hearts might be enlightened, that you might truly see who you are in Christ Jesus. Notice, we can't do that without the Spirit. The Spirit flows in and starts to show us who and whose we are. Amen? I need a honk or something. Yes! Yes! And by the way, uh, Beard gets the, the biggest sign award. <laughs> he got a big piece of wood with his name painted on it. Some of you may, have, may or may not have received the email if everybody here on the grass wants to know who everybody in the cars is, you know, like because we miss each other, right? Amen. Honk your horn if you believe that. I miss you. Okay. Receive that, you know, as, as a horn. Receive this whole text maybe as a horn blow <laughs> into you and I. And what else does he want us to know? He wants us to know, he wants us to know this is prayer. This is for prayer for you and I. Just picture him grabbing you, us, by the face. How are you? We got a biker. Is that Randy Spear? I quoted him yesterday, last week. Anybody remember that? Dr. Spear. Jesus died for him too. Do you remember that in Haiti? I do too. That was good. 
What was I saying before that? He comes in on a bike like a cowboy. What is that guy? Who is that guy? My wife is smiling big. I can't see it because she's wearing a mask, but she's smiling big. Uh, what was I saying? Somebody remember? Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Okay, let's drive home. I'm hot. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> okay, there it is. There it is. Receive it. Receive. Notice past tense. You have inherited glorious inheritance through Christ Jesus. Do you know that? Do you know how wealthy you are? It's regardless of money. It's, 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 out, it's outside of this worldly realm. It's, it's wealth of being known by the, the God who created you loved you, loved you enough to send his one and only son to die for you so that you may be adopted into his family. Receive who you are. I remember, it's funny, because as I was driving in, Mike Decker, you remember, remember when I was installed? There was a guy, Baptist guy, he's the, he's the pastor of Palm Harvest, and this is back when he first met me. And for some reason, um, he picked me out of a crowd and said, I like that guy, and just started pouring into me. And I was working at St. Andrews in the time, and they just moved me into missions. And there was a, before Trellis, there was this thing, this British girl named Bex, Bex Hayhoe, had started the consortium. That's totally a British word, right? <laughs> I still don't know what it means. I think it means a group of people, but I don't know why they just didn't call it a group of people. But anyway, they started the consortium for the churches of Costa Mesa to, uh, to help out the city of Costa Mesa. And I was at one of these early meetings, and I was just taking notes and stuff like that. And they wanted, to, a disaster, they wanted to put together a disaster relief team. And Mike Decker raises his hand and says, Jason will do it. And I said, what? And I said, okay, you got to help me, right? And, then, and so then a couple weeks go by, and I'm supposed to be planning some kind of disaster relief team and pull together the pastors and train them and stuff. And he scheduled a meeting. This used to be his office, was at the Starbucks, right at the Baker and Fairview. You know the Starbucks right there? And he, he, he sits me down, Mrs. Pre-Masks and all this stuff, so I remember hugging him and stuff like that. We're sitting at this table, and he says, Jason, you think I'm in charge of this thing? You are. You're in charge of this thing. I feel like Paul is pulling us in as followers of Jesus Christ, sitting us at the table and saying, you're in charge of this thing. You guys have the, the glorious riches. You, hand, you have the Father's keys. You have his keys. You can go anywhere you want. To. You know who you are. I'm praying that you know how rich and wealthy you are. And then he says, on top of that, and I pray that you know the greatness of your power. That the power that raised Jesus from the dead is flowing through you. When's the last time 
you've heard the message, and this is loud and clear. This is, I want to spell this out in like modern day terms. Maybe not modern day terms, my, like, like my terms, you know, like you're a big deal. Paul is saying, you and I, we're big deals. What makes us big deals? Nothing we've done. But the Holy Spirit is flowing through you, and you are rich in the Lord. And then, in the middle of his prayer, well, actually, it's the ending of his prayer, he drops some pretty heavy theology on us. He explains the cross. Just a macro application, this will probably be my first application, is when we talk to God, it's helpful to describe God. It's helpful to get lost in God. It's helpful to relearn the basics that you were taught those first days that you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In verse 20, Jesus conquered death. My stepmother, um, my stepmother, Ellen, lost her dad uh, this past Friday. And I know there's some of us here that have huge have had, had had huge losses in the past couple years, in the past couple months, past couple weeks. Receive this morning the truth that the faith you have in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ conquered death. Jesus took death into a ring. A ring where two people enter and one, one leaves. And Jesus walked out. Jesus killed death. He took away his sting. Verse 21. Receive this morning the truth. Jesus' name is above every other name. Jesus is so far above every other being, person, place, thing. Think of the most powerful thing you've experienced lately. Me, it was yesterday. I was swimming around in the Pacific Ocean. I don't know, have you ever been to Huntington Beach? It's, It's right over there. And it was one of those days, it's, there's a reason it's called Surf City. It's because sometimes that surf is crazy huge. And the sets were like double overhead and they were like two feet apart. It seemed like I was getting pounded by the power of these waves. Boom, boom, boom. It, that's just, that's not even an inkling. That's not even a fraction. That's not even a sliver of how powerful the God who made those waves is. Receive that power. You're an ambassador of that power. Paul is praying for you and I to realize who we are and how much power we have.
And then he says, all things will be brought under his feet. What a mission plan, right? A lot of times I think we feel guilty about thinking about the end of the story. But I think Paul encourages us every single time. He opens his mouth. He says, think of that. Cling to it. Bring it into right now. In the end, everything, everything will be put under your Lord and Savior's name. No one can bully us. No one, if you grasp this prayer, I feel like you could walk through walls. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people think of you. Your Lord and Savior gives you these things. And then he ends with, we are his body. And we fill all in all. How do we apply this? I think I've been applying it the whole time. But it's simply receive. This morning you got out of bed and you got in your cars and you, some of you walked in here, some of you drove in here. And the main thing I want you to know and I'm, the main reason we're called here this morning is receive this prayer that Paul prayed for these people in Ephesus. But we're of no use until we understand that we're forgiven. We're absolutely not worth We should open our mouths. I think the Christian church is so done so much damage because they've jumped ahead and they've, they've received the forgiveness but not let it sink in. Remember last year at this time, what was I preaching on? Does anybody remember? Sabbath. Isn't that, isn't that ironic, right? Last year, you know, Marcia's, you know, I think I love Marcia right now. Thank you very much for laughing out loud and connecting with me because that's kind of why, that's what makes me tick. But, <laughs> she laughed like loud. That was a belly laugh. Because <laughs> remember last year, I was like, we should stop everything. Everything should close. Remember? What's happening right now? Everything's closed. We've stopped everything. And we're miserable. Right? But we're still, we're terrible at stopping and receiving. Receive the Spirit. Sometime this week, invite the Holy Spirit. Invite the Spirit of wisdom and discernment. And since we're in this, in this, this series on neighbors, invite the Spirit to enlighten your hearts to how you can Love them like you've been loved. Receive the truth of the cross. I feel like we as followers of Jesus, we get away from the cross. And this morning we got to call back and say, no, you've gotten too big for your britches. 
get back in here and listen to this again. It's nothing you've done. God sent His one and only Son and gave you all of these things. And then the title of the sermon. Look at the big picture. Remember Martin Luther said, love Christ and do as you please. I say receive this prayer and live this prayer. And then do as you please. Let's go to God in prayer once again. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful We're restless and we're forgetful people. I pray that as we camp out this week on the truth that we are forgiven, that we were given your spirit, that we have glorious inheritance, that you display your greatness of power through us. I pray that we would worship you. And may our lives simply be a big thank you to you this week. And all God's people said, Amen. Because we are not strong enough to pray as we should, we have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to intercede for us in power. With this confidence, we come before the God of mercy to accept our prayers. God of heaven and earth, hear our prayers for the world that you have loved with an unforgetting, giving love. Pandemic, violence and turmoil in our cities, election bantering, raging fires, hurricanes, and even an earthquake. Lord, we are getting weary of disasters and even of watching the news. We are overwhelmed by the points of pain in our local communities and globe. Give us eyes to see the needs in our midst. Give us hearts to care about those who are suffering. Give us minds to help in whatever ways we can. We pray that you will strengthen this nation to pursue just priorities so that the races may be reconciled, the young educated and the old cared for, the hungry fed and the homeless housed, and the sick comforted and healed. Renew us in the ways of justice and truth. We pray for those who are working feverishly to find a vaccine for the COVID virus so that this nation may not have to endure again all that has happened the past six months. We pray that soon there is an effective vaccine that is readily available, especially to those who are considered high risk. We pray for all who have been affected by this virus in other ways, joblessness, loss of income, anxiety about the future and education for the children, 
and the overall concern for staying healthy. Help us as we take steps toward our new normal lives. We pray for schools as some children will be heading to their classrooms again this week. Put your protecting hand over them and over all the teachers that this may be a good experience for all. We keep watching the massive fires that are burning and we pray for the many whose homes are threatened and we pray for the firefighters. Keep them all safe as they work to save homes and forests and lives. We pray for the upcoming election, that it may truly be a democratic process with citizens casting their votes after thorough prayer and deliberation. We ask you to guide the campaigns that fairness is maintained and that we have a government of the people by the people and for the people. We lift this congregation up to you as we are enjoying seeing each other in our cars. Guide the leadership of the church as plans are made to worship again in the sanctuary. In all things, may safety be a prime concern. Help us to continue to love and support each other during these trying days. Merciful God, you bear the pain of the world. Look with compassion on those who are sick. We pray for healing for Elaine Fleming from her bypass surgery this week. Help her to progress smoothly toward health and wholeness. We pray for Charlotte DeMott as she undergoes cancer treatment. We ask that the treatments and your touch heal her of this dread disease. We pray for Frank Ortiz and Terry Ewan and others that we name in our hearts. Comfort all who grieve with the consolation only you can give. Direct us and help us, O Lord, in all our deeds, that in all our works, begun, continued, and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name. And finally, by your mercy, obtain everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now it's our time to sing in response to prayer. And as soon as we're done with that, we have a special surprise for you for offertory. I think you'll, you'll be happy to hear. Not from us, but from someone that you love very much. So as we continue in this time of con contemplation, as we marinate on what we've heard today, as we positioned our hearts in a time of prayer, 
You know, prayer is really desire. Sometimes we verbalize it. Sometimes we think it. Sometimes we feel it. But God is capable of listening to every which way in which we direct that prayer. So whether you're in stillness, whether you're singing songs, whether you're listening to Sharon or others pray, whether you're on your knees in your prayer closet, that is prayer. Let's sing together. This is my Father's world And to my listening ears All nature sings and round me rings The music of the spheres This is my Father's world I rest me in the thought Of rocks and trees, of skies and seas His hands the wonders wrought And just like we heard earlier This is my Father's world The birds their carols raise The morning light, the lily white Declare their Maker's praise This is my Father's world He shines in all that's fair In the rustling grass I hear Him He speaks to me everywhere This is my Father's world Oh, let me ne'er forget That though the wrong seems also my father's world why should my heart be sad the lord is king let the heavens ring god reigns let earth be glad sing that again the lord is king let the heavens ring god reigns let earth be and at this time, however we're going about conducting the offertory, uh, this would be the time to do it. Um, take it away, whoever's in the back here. Scripture. Am I on? Okay. Scripture reminds us that the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and all who live in it. Freely we have received. Now freely we have the opportunity to give. For those of you listening at home, tithes and offerings. Gone is all the shame and sorrow of the past. 
They're underneath the precious blood of Christ at last. Saved, 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 happy on the way. Saved, 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 I love him more each day. Saved, 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 I know he's mine each hour. He saves and keeps and sanctifies me by his power. Savior found me, all to him I owe, for his precious blood has washed me white as snow. Now no condemnation, happy as can be, I'm glad that Jesus justifies and sets me free. Saved, 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 I'm happy on the way. Saved, 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 I love him more each day. Saved, 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 I know he's mine each hour. He saves and keeps and sanctifies me by his power. Since the Savior found me, I have perfect rest. Living in the realms of joy and happiness, leaning on my Savior, looking for that day when he shall come to catch his waiting bride away. Saved, 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 I'm happy on the way. Saved, 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 I love him more each day. Saved, 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 I know he's mine each hour. He saves and keeps and sanctifies me by his power. Right? Right? Am I right? I kind of wish I was in a car so I could honk a horn. That's ridiculous. That's the coolest thing I've heard in like 20 years. That's so good to hear Cornell. That was Cornell and Sam. And uh, maybe uh, I, I should probably finish the intro to the offertory just so, for the recording. So I'm going to do that and then I'll do the benediction. But if you are listening on the podcast, send your tithes and offerings to... Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here in the parking lot or um, on the grass, drop your tithes and offerings on a basket in the basket on the way out. Um, once again, I, my heart's about to explode just because of the joy of that music, man. The offer to it. Good, that's amazing. Um, but now, uh, if you're able, stand and uh, receive this morning's benediction. If I can get through it, hold on. Okay. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Hopefully I'll see you next week. And social distance, be safe.